The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75 two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, wearing one of those Oklahoma Sooners t shirts. Tony Casillas, TC, what up? I'm doing good. Yeah, I am because uh, tonight is the uh, women's softball mm-hmm. uh, world the championship and crown the, the national championship start the series. So I might as well wear this uh, fabulous red color. So I'm glad you liked it. Glad you pointed that out. There have been so many sports going on. Um, obviously, we all miss football. This past weekend, there was so much happening. There was the NBA playoffs. Obviously, the Mavericks let everybody down, and that's fine. Uh, I saw you were there at game six. Uh, looked like you had yourself a good time. Um, obviously, the World Series action been going on on both sides of the collegiate landscape. Um, you had the Memorial Tournament and the John Rahm situation, which was uh, amazingly unlike anything we've ever seen. Uh, and you had the U.S. Women's Open. I mean, it was a great week for a lot of sports action. Yeah, it was. And I think you mentioned the John Rahm, the whole uh, – basically, they, you know, they, they disqualified him. I mean, he had to withdraw, but with COVID and with a six-shot lead, that's – can you imagine just, like, taking it away from you? I just don't understand the whole – I haven't looked in the forensic part of their testing, but I just could imagine that you, you would know your results before you actually were at the tournament. But, you know, that's here or there. And then, uh, as you mentioned, the, the women's uh, softball, which is amazing because OU is just represented. They've, they've just been such a powerhouse. And then, um, and then you could throw in, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything about Kawhi Leonard, but he's kind of like the, that's your boy from San Antonio. I know you got, there's no love lost but with him, with that whole San Antonio on his. I love your reaction when I say that, but uh, yeah, he, uh, he uh, dissolved all the dreams and it just goes to show you can't win a series. You can't be a good team with one guy and that would be Luka Doncic. I mean, there is no way. So obviously the Mavs got to dress. I, I don't know if they address and they make some hard decisions, but it was a great weekend, man. It was a great weekend. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, you know, the week, is, is a great week as well. Uh, we actually are starting with some not great news, some really somber news, Tony. Uh, Tony and I are recording Monday morning about 8.30 Central Time. Uh, coming out, the uh, Los Angeles Times reported, Tony, that Jim Fossil, the old New York Wait a Giants second. Is it today, Tuesday? Is uh, it sorry, today, Tuesday? T- sorry, today's no, Tuesday. Okay. 
Uh, I had to think about it. I'm like, I'm just, I'm kind of lost in right. Sorry, time it's my bad. Uh, it's all good. But the LA Times reported that on Monday evening, uh, Jim Fossil passed away. The old New York Giants head coach, obviously the father of John Fossil, Dallas Cowboys special teams coordinator, only 71 years old. Yeah. Um, just a tragedy. Uh, obviously, it goes without saying that we're both thinking of and praying for the Fossil family. Uh, John Fossil has talked a lot about the influence that his dad has had on his life. Obviously, the NFL is such a family business. I mean, you know that lots of fathers and sons and brothers, um, you know, coaching or playing or, or being part of different teams together. Yeah, it is. Anytime that, you know, you lose someone in that fraternity hood of uh, you know, football, especially coaching and, you know, 71 years and Jim Fossil's had such a long career in the National Football League. I think everybody feels the pain and condolences towards his family. And especially if you, that's your mentor, you know, someone that you followed, you being in a football family. And at 71, as, uh, as we move on in age, not so much as you, but, you know, you take everything, you know, as an older person, you know, me, you take everything for granted. You just never know when it's your time. But uh, nevertheless, you're right. I mean, and the whole NFC East and, you know, what he's represented in football, especially the Giants and just his career in NFL, he's definitely a football mind and a soul that's going to be missed. So RMP, RIP. John Fossil or Jim Fossil. Um, John Harbaugh, the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens, did release a statement himself um, and said that he did not directly work with Jim Fossil, but his father did. Um, and he was uh, obviously part of the Cow, uh, not the Cowboys, but the Eagles and Giants rivalry. Jim, uh, John Harbaugh came, another person obviously who knows about the family ties in, in football and obviously professional football. Uh, but John Harbaugh was the Philadelphia Eagles special teams coordinator himself before becoming the head coach of the Baltimore Ravens. So, um, you know, it's just, there's, there, it's interesting how there are families that are really good at certain things, right? Like, um, like I think the best examples, like the Ryan family, right? Like, you know, you've got your buddy Ryan and your Rex Ryan, like these guys who are just defensive masterminds in terms of, uh, at the coordinator position. It's funny how, how that kind of happens, you know, it, it makes sense, but it is also like amazing that the coincidence holds up over time. Um, so all the best to the fossil family. It's hard to transition from that, Tony. Uh, but today the subject at hand is Michael Gallup. And the reason for that is Michael Gallup uh, was on Good Morning Football on Monday. Uh, while you were hard at work, Tony, you were in the gym. You were getting it all done on doing the P90X, the Peloton. Tony never sleeps. Uh, in fact, uh, to pull the curtain back, Tony's power was out on Tuesday morning. I don't know. I don't know what you did. I don't know how you sat still, you know, for the two hours or whatever it was. Um, but um, so Michael Gallup was on Good Morning Football on Monday, not Tuesday. <laughs> And he was, he talked about this year's offense and how he expects them to be great, et cetera. Uh, but you talk about time moving on. It's now time for Michael Gallup to be asked the contract questions. He's in the final year of his rookie contract with the Cowboys. He said all the right things, Tony. He said, I would love to be here. I want to be here. I love Dallas, love the fans, love the city. Um, but I mean, at least on June 8th, 2021, I would bet an awful lot that Michael Gallup is not going to be on the Cowboys in 2022. No, this is a tremendous year for Michael Gallup. I mean, for one, you got Dak Prescott back healthy, hopefully for the entire season. And I think that Michael Gallup, as you mentioned, he's, he's a, you know, he's a guy that's in his, uh, you know, his last year of his rookie contract, third round draft pick. So the Cowboys don't have an option on the only thing they could do is franchise him. I just don't see that happen. I mean, there's just not enough gold to go around. Uh, 
when you look at this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, core of wide receivers. And I just, this is a tremendous year for him. He's got an, an opportunity to really put up some big numbers if this team stays healthy. And the trajectory that they're on as far as the receiving core is amazing. And uh, I, I think it was that Mari Cooper said this before last year's season. Yeah, they can all have a thousand receiver, yards. Yeah. thousand yards. And that's, you know, to me, that's realistic. I mean, you look about, and that would be amazing. But for him, I mean, he's a, you know, it's a guy, I think on a contractor, you really just kind of let it come to you. And I think it's not one of these pressing issues. And obviously, if you, if you really try to press it, it just doesn't, doesn't really turn out the way you want it to be. But I think he's in a great situation either way. Uh, you look at the contracts, you look at Amari Cooper's already signed his big deal. But uh, regardless, it's going to be great for both sides, you know, for the, the Cowboy Nation. I mean, there's a, a receiver that's put up numbers and has done right. in his short career is, is, what, 13 touchdowns? So he has had some some production. And, again, it just comes down to the numbers game. It comes down to, you know, what how much do we have in the pot to – you know, to pay guys. And it, it's going to be fascinating to see what Michael Gallup does this year because he is – this is his, his, his contract's coming up. And I always thought that this is when you get paid, man. And big players respond. So I'm excited about what the future holds for him. So I want to talk about Amari Cooper and all this. But before that, um, as somebody who's been through that, you know, certainly, you know, you know in, in your career, what is that like? Are you aware – every week or like how often does it come into your head like I know you've talked before about knowing bonuses right like and knowing I I mean different guys have different bonuses right like I need so many sacks I have to hit so much of a playing time whatever like I know you were hyper aware of that uh but how aware are you of it's a contract year I missed out on that sack I missed out on this you know fumble recovery whatever like those are things that are going to loom large when I'm negotiating my next deal well, I think in, when I look in you know, my time frame of playing, we had a lot of incentives and certainly making the Pro Bowl and you know, a lot of incentives in your contract. And But I think there's windows of opportunity for you. Obviously, your first, uh, if you're a high draft pick, that for your rookie year, that's when you get paid. And then certainly your second contract. That's when, you, you know, there's a there's an era of free agency and there's this frenzy that we see. And in today's modern day football, it's ridiculous. The money that the salary cap will be over $200 million. Um, so I, I never, you never really think about it. It's a natural process, RJ, like anything. You go out there and perform. Uh, you don't change anything. Uh, you don't really try to force the issue because if you do, that's your worst enemy. So I, I think cognizance, uh, I think the best thing that I could give any advice to a player going through this is take care of your body. You know, stay healthy. I mean, that's the thing about it. You can't control that, okay? You can't control if something happens you know, during the course. I mean, look at Dak last year. But ultimately, he got paid. But the thing about it is you can't worry about it. You just got a ball. You can't, you can't in the game of football or any, any sport or any livelihood, you can't go half speed. You can't go 80% speed. You can't think about, oh, I'm going you know, to do this. You just go out there and ball. And I think Michael Gallup, to me, that's his passion that he has. That's I think when you watch him play and some of the plays he's made for a guy in the league, he shows all those things. And so I don't think he needs to change anything. Just continue on that path, keep balling, and you'll get the pot of gold sooner or later. 
Um, pot of gold. Look at you, Tony. Tony's lucky charms, basically, uh, is what I got of that. Um, yeah, Michael Gallup is is Mr. Calm, Cool, Collected. I mean, that's really all the Cowboys receivers. That's why they're so fortunate to have, you know, the, the three guys at the top. Um, I mean, you know, it feels like they all had a down year last season. I mean, Michael Gallup, really respectable year, all things considered. 59 catches, 843 yards, and five touchdowns. Obviously had 1,100 yards in 2019. Um, and I think, you know, and we to that all... point, look at, the, look at the quarterback play that they had from when, you know, Dak, when he gets hurt, Andy Dalton, Ben DiNucci. I mean, all these just, you know, really, at, at the time, were very pedestrian. So right. to put up those numbers is pretty, is pretty impressive. The other thing that I think is impressive is is Michael Gallup is kind of I, I hate to like use the term big play, but he is a big play dude um, in week uh, in in, in this, uh, when the Cowboys played the Falcons, he averaged 20. I lost this for a second. 29 yards per reception, 29 yards. I mean, he only had two catches. So it's not like a big deal. But in week three against the Seahawks and granted the Cowboys lost this game and this was the stupid, you know, back and forth offensive, blah, blah, blah. Both defenses really are terrible, really terrible. Six catches, 138 yards with a touchdown, 23 yards per reception. I mean, that's, that's Michael Gallup's thing. Like he is, he is really reliable. Um, And so I I mean, this kind of steers into the Mario Cooper conversation, but this is a question that's worth asking. And I'll say this, so that you can know Tony and so that everyone can know before I ask you this question, I love Michael Gallup in a, in a perfect world. If we were playing Madden, Michael Gallup would be on my team forever, but is it worth trading him? Is it worth exploring trading him right now? Because it is so unlikely that he is going to be back with the Cowboys next season. Now, to be fair, I mean, if we fast forward, it's 2022. The Cowboys have just won the Super Bowl. Michael Gallup's probably going to leave in free agency to whoever. Let's just hypothetically call it the Baltimore Ravens. And whatever contract he gets is going to be massive. I mean, I don't know that he'll get a Mark Cooper money, but it will be sizable. And the Cowboys will probably get a third-round compensatory pick in 2023. So you could expedite that if you're the Cowboys. If you trade him now, obviously you lose him. But you could trade him now. You could get... I don't know what you could get. I'm curious, you know, we can kind of bounce that around, but are, is that worth exploring in your mind just because it is so unlikely that he was going to stay next season? I think it'd be a poor decision if you trade him now, because if you really have expectations for this offense, you get Michael Gallup of, of basically really cheap right now. Right. $2.4 not, million it, dollars this year, which is by compared, Yeah. Compared to what he's going to get paid. So, you're going to have the best of, of all worlds in, in, in this scenario. You're going to have three dynamic receivers, your offense. you got to look at it that way. And like, okay, it's not like you have to go out and spend a lot of money for him right now to get a player, uh, hopefully, uh, and I'm sure Michael Gallup, hopefully in the future, it's going to get paid like a number one receiver and get big money. So I think that for the Cowboys, you're like, okay, we're not going to trade him right now. We're going to just kind of let this ride out because this – Hopefully, it'll be our best opportunity offensively if things go accordingly, everyone stays healthy on that side of the ball. And then next year's, well, we're not going to think about that because we need to really focus on this year because obviously, you know, what happened last year with Dak getting injured and just know their offense wasn't as productive. This is the best, this is the best of times for them. And to trade him right now before they even see what could be. I think it would be a poor decision by the Cowboys to trade him. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. 
but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. So I don't disagree with that. There's there's logic to it. I like overall, I come to a place where I, I think it's a bad idea, but it's not the dumb. Like, you know, it's not the dumbest thing anyone could ever possibly say. Um, you know, a few weeks ago, um, the conversation floating around was should the Cowboys trade Leighton Vanderash? We talked about this on uh, on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel as well. And the reason I'm so against that isn't because Leighton is good. I mean, obviously, Michael Gallup is much better as a player than Leighton Vanderesh is. But um, Leighton provides a lot of depth or, or, or a legitimate point of depth because now, obviously, you're, you're depending on Micah Parsons and Jabril Cox is going to eat into things soon enough. And, and number nine, Jalen. I know you're pumped about that, Tony. Um, <laughs> and the, the return on a latent trade would be so not worth it, right? You're talking like a sixth round pick maybe at this point in time. And so like, it's simply not worth giving up depth for that. But the price for Michael Gallup would not be that. The price for Michael Gallup. Now, these are very different situations. These are not apples to apples. And that's an important thing to say because, you know, I think a lot of people might take it that way. Um, But uh, the Atlanta Falcons obviously just traded Julio Jones over the weekend to the Tennessee Titans. And in exchange for Julio, the Tennessee Titans sent a, uh, a sixth round pick. Or sorry, not a sixth round pick. They sent a second round pick in 2022 and a fourth round pick in 2023. The Titans did also get a sixth round pick back. Um, again, Julio Jones, obviously, Tony, is a much more accomplished receiver. Uh, might one day be in the Hall of Fame. Um, but today, Julio Jones is 32 years old and where Michael Gallup's salary this year is $2.4 million. Julio Jones is, is $15.3 million. So, I mean, Michael Gallup is a nice, at least rental for this year for somebody. So I do think you could pry away a second, you know, second and change pick for Michael Gallup. Um, but maybe you, maybe you just don't think that's worth it. No, I don't. I, I don't think that, I don't think it's, I got to disagree with him, man. I don't think you can get a second round for Michael Gallup. Oh, I, I mean, totally I, do, I, but that's fine if we disagree. I, I, well, no, I, I just and, and I think Julio Jones is, regardless of his age, he's his resume and his his off, you know, just his potential still at thirty two is the you know, longevity is not obviously like Michael Gallup, but I think right now you can't make you can't compare those two guys. And if you're if you're if you're basing on speculation and what you think his performance, his future performance is going to be, I'll give you that maybe. But to be able to trade him for a second and a six-round draft pick, I just don't think the value's there. And I wouldn't give up that much for um, for Michael Gallup. I, I wouldn't because, look, I think a lot of things can happen. 
And if he's a number one receiver, that's the thing also. As you look at a guy that's going to be a number one receiver in a National Football League, because that's what you're going to – that's what you're looking at Michael Gallup to become, correct? Right. Okay. So you got to base it on that. And I think at this point, at this juncture, it's all speculation. Leighton Vander without a doubt, I mean, it's, you can't even compare the two scenarios because Leighton Vander has a, a, a lot of uh, wear and tear right. on that tread. I mean, there's no value there that I would totally. even think about. I mean, it's a it's a risk. So yeah, six round pick for that. That's but as far as as far as giving up that much for Michael Gallup, and again, I have I think he's got a tremendous dynamic future player. I think that's just too much for him. Obviously, the difficulty in trading my if you did trade Michael Gallup now is whoever trades for him isn't guaranteed to re-sign him. And that is is a difficult thing, right? Because say it is the Ravens, like to go back to the hypothetical, you know, Baltimore might be thinking, look, we love Michael Gallup. I think he could be a number one wide receiver. But what if Michael Gallup leaves in free agency? Then we traded a second round pick and we don't have anything. Um, so, you know, that's that's one complication. One but how player. many players have we seen that have, in this same start, example of Michael Gallup, have gone to other teams and have been the number one receiver. And really just and, – and I'm, I'm trying to think of the light bulbs come up and I'm trying to get it to come on as far as other teams that have dra- that have traded for someone in speculation on Michael Gallup. I well, think more in a slot – maybe a slot receiver like Cole Beasley maybe. Someone so that's more – the answer – the answer to your question is Michael Gallup's teammate, Samari Cooper. Right, that's one of the the wide receiver. We've seen a lot of wide receiver trades. Yeah, a lot of, but Amari Cooper, but, but it's not the same. RJ. It's not the He's same. A, but but it is but a Amari, guy that worked but out. Amari, but but Amari Cooper was an established number one receiver when sure. he came in the National Football League. And I'm and look. I understand your your argument and uh, not, a, but I, I your theory of this right. whole Michael Gallup. But that's totally different. I mean, Michael Gallup was. You know, he came in. Was he drafted in the third round? He his expectation wasn't right away to grow to be a number right. one because of Amari Cooper. Yeah, so, Amari was the fourth overall pick. To your point, right? Correct. So, look, it's to me, it's a little mixing. It's mixing apples and oranges right now. But who knows what can happen after this year? I think to that point. Brandon Cooks is a guy that kind of helped teams have success when he got there, when he was traded. Uh, but again, not your true, like dominating top mm-hmm. wide receiver. So kind of a specialty situation to your point. Also, the New England Patriots traded with the Atlanta Falcons for Mohamed Sanu, a second round draft pick that didn't work out. Obviously, he wasn't intended to be a number one uh, wide receiver for them. But so there's different examples. Um, so I, I have two kind of final big questions before we get out of here. Uh, the first is about Amari Cooper. And I've written about this. I've talked about this in different videos and stuff we've done. But if the Cowboys wanted to get out of Amari Cooper's deal next year, so in 2022, if they wanted to cut him, all it would cost them is $6 million against their salary cap. You don't ever want to like eat money, but like that's not a lot of money to eat. And so it is also smart. Like ultimately there are more pros to keeping Michael Gallup this year. I agree with this, but um, I think one possibility because CD lamb is the, the alpha, right? Like we all agree. CD is, is the big ticket in town. CD is the future. I mean, it, it is only a matter of time before CD separates himself, even among Amari Cooper, and Michael Gallup. Uh, but so you're looking at the guy to pair with him in the future, uh, which is a luxurious place to be sitting at. But anyway, um, 
if Michael Gallup, say he outperforms Amari Cooper this year, which isn't inconceivable, like that's not an impossible thing by any stretch of the imagination. The Cowboys could be saying, you know, in 2022, all right, you know what? Let's cut Amari. Let's eat $6 billion. Let Amari go somewhere else. And we'll keep Michael Gallup and we'll pair him with CD Lamb. And that's, that's one hypothetical that doesn't exist if you trade him to your point. Yeah. And I think it's going to come down to this. I mean, who gets more balls? Right. You know, who's Dak Prescott going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of weaponry out there. Not only the, the receivers, but you have the running game, and hopefully that'll evolve to something very, very productive. I mean, really, really big. And uh, and that's a that's a thing about this too is that we think that they have these three great receivers, and what they do. I mean, you look at Amari. I mean, you look at his numbers, and certainly C.D. Lamb and what he is the future. And Michael Gallup, and all of a sudden it's like, well, how does this all fit? Because I think that at the end of the day, you just don't have, as I mentioned, there's not enough gold to go around. Mm-hmm. And if you want to you want to cut your losses and move on from Amari Cooper, Amari's got to really uh, digress a lot this year to really get to that mentality where, okay, yeah, it comes to the financial decision, but is Michael Gallup going to be our answer to Amari Cooper? Because as you mentioned, CeeDee Lamb is going to be the number one guy eventually, right? So then what's that Michael Gallup bring you as a number two? So that's the question. But I like I like where you're going. I think it's a great it's a great uh, problem to have right now if you look at this whole situation. Uh, but I think the, the 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 great thing about this is the fans. You look at this offense, you got to get really excited about it. And I think they're excited about it, uh, what uh, they can do. And regardless, Michael Gallup's going to be a rich man le- next year. <laughs> Yeah, no, I agree. And it's one of those things where like, you're not even mad that he's going to leave because, <laughs> because you have so many other great options. You know, it's just, it's honestly, or should like, I say richer man, because he's right. already he's only making 2.5 million this year. Um, so my final question is, and I, this, I don't know that I even have an answer, uh, but obviously of all the people entering contract years for the Cowboys, uh, their 2018 draft class, uh, those that are left, are entering contract years with them. You've got Leighton Vanderesh, obviously their first round pick, who they didn't pick up the fifth year option on. Connor Williams, their second round draft pick. Michael Gallup, who we've talked mm-hmm. about. They had two fourth round picks that year. Or that year, Dorrance Armstrong, who Jerry Jones loves, and Dalton Schultz, uh, and then Cedric Wilson is uh, among the latter guys who are still left. Obviously, came back this year. So, of all those guys. Um, Leighton Vanderish, Connor Williams, Michael Gallup, Dorrance Armstrong, Dalton Schultz, and Cedric Wilson. How many or which ones of them do you think are on the team in 2022? Maybe Dorrance Armstrong. I think maybe if he evolves. Yeah, maybe uh, like a one-year deal to come back type yeah, thing. Like if, but, he, if he puts up some – but I, that's, you know, that, that's, that's probably the easier one because it's not really going to – he goes – He's what, it's his third year. It's just he's coming up in his third this is, year. This is all of their fourth years. And okay, so, fourth year. God, it's time to go. All right, so I think that conceivably, I think that maybe he may be an easy, <laughs> easy one to bring back because I don't know what the market's going to be. I don't know what his how many reps is he going to get. I mean, he's right. really going to have to do something pretty special to actually get on the field, right? Um, uh, you mentioned Schultz. I think he is uh, – I don't know if he'll be back because I think that he's pretty – after watching him play this year, he's got a little skill set to him. Sure. But, again, it, it's all about the depth, and, and 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 it's a great question. 
Obviously, Michael Gallup, I don't think he's going to be here next year. I just don't think, as I mentioned, we talked about our whole podcast. Um, Connor Williams, maybe. Uh, I think that he has to have a really tremendous year to validate him being back. But I could, I, I'm going to go with Connor Williams and I'm going to go with Dorrance Armstrong. So I don't think that he'll be back, that, that uh, Connor Williams will be back next year. That's just my own personal opinion because I think you really have to separate yourself. Um, mm-hmm. you know, as, as an offensive lineman to get paid by the Cowboys, I think he will be fine. Um, I'm not saying I think he'll be bad, but I don't think he will establish himself amongst the ranks of Cowboys of obvious. I mean, we all know the names, but among the guys that have warranted second contracts and some of the, some of this, is e- right. And some of this is easy because we know Layton isn't coming back because they, they can say all they want. They can say like, yeah, we've got him in our future plans. You would not have drafted two linebackers this year, especially one in the first round. If you planned on having Layton Van Der Esch in 2022. Um, so Leighton, Leighton is, is just about as gone he is, as you can guarantee at this point. Uh, and I don't know if this is a bold, bold I mean, to, to cut you off, but I don't, I don't know if it's a bold uh, prediction, but I wouldn't be surprised if either him or one of the guys, Jalen Smith or Leighton Vander Esch, makes the roster this year. I, I just don't feel like that it, it's, a, it's a hard, but it's a bold, it's a bold prediction. That okay? is really bold because it, it, it would cost them too much money. You know what I, I, mean? I understand that. I, I I understand that, but it doesn't have to. It could be a trade. It could be something. Sure. At the and I'm saying that this is going to you know cut them, but I, I wouldn't be. I don't think that the. I think that the trade opportunities and the option still has legs. That's fair. Um, I mean, and maybe maybe one of them is traded. One of them is moved or whatever. Maybe one of them is so just upsetting that they decide to cut them. Um, whatever, but I do think that's unlikely. So I guess that is bold. So, you know, congrats yeah. to you. And you got a bold prediction here today. Um, so, but still he's either way, he's definitely not on the team in 2022. Michael Gallup for a different reason is definitely not on the team in 2022. The reason again, being that somebody is going to pay him a lot of money and that cannot be the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think Connor Williams will play to the level that they'll pay him. I, I mean, Dorrance Armstrong, there's just, there's so many bodies. And like you mentioned, like how many snaps he's going to get at defensive end. What about Bradley and I, like, we didn't even see him last year. Uh, you know what I mean? We never talked about those guys. Yeah. I mean, like, you, you know, there's, there's Chauncey Golston, you know what I mean? Like yeah. there, there are guys. And so maybe that might weed him out ultimately. Um, I want to come back to Dalton Schultz. I don't think Cedric Wilson will stay just because I think he'll also get a, a, a nicer role somewhere else. And that will bum people out. I think, and I'm surprised that this is my answer, that the the highest percent chance of staying belongs to Dalton Schultz. Um, just because I, I, I could see that being a one-year, you know, comeback. You know, I did not realize he is the Cowboys NFLPA rep. Like, he's clearly, you know, got himself a nice spot on the team. Um, you know, and at that you know, he, he's, he's doing well for himself. And yes, can I, tell you, can I tell you, that really doesn't mean a whole lot. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying it like <laughs> it makes the biggest difference in the world. All I'm saying is like, he he's on firmer. Like it is, it is if it's a one respectable, yeah, yeah, he's, he's a respected guy. guy in the locker room. Yeah. I got and, that. And I did not, I did not realize that Dalton Schultz was at that level. And that's, that's just, it's worth saying one time, but uh, what is no, more, I agree with you. Yeah, what is more important is obviously the financial sides of things. Blake Jarwin, yes, last year got a new deal, 
with the Dallas Cowboys. But the guaranteed money stops next year in 2022. We talked about how it would be $6 million that the Cowboys would have to eat if they wanted to move on from Amari Cooper next year. It's only $2 million if the Cowboys want to do it, you know, to Blake Jarwin. I mean, so it's not inconceivable that they could also say, you know what, Dalton Schultz really outperformed Blake Jarwin. We're going to pay Dalton. We're going to let Blake go, or we're just going to keep Blake. You know, I mean, it, you're right. There's only so much gold that can go around. Um, but that, like, that's why I honestly don't think any of them will be back. But I think the highest probability does belong to Dalton Schultz, which is weird. I would have thought it would have been somebody else. And maybe I think the highest probability to change our minds is Connor Williams but he would have to have a season unlike anything that we've seen from him so far. Yeah. And I think for him, it's just, he's in the same boat as, as Michael Gallup. If, if Connor Williams has a tremendous year, he's going to go somewhere else and teams are going to pay for a solid offensive guard. Right. And whatever that market is. And I think that that's a position, unless you're Zach Martin, you can go out and find a guy. But, yeah, I think that that's uh, going to be remain to be seen. The thing of it is, is that when you go into contract year, as I mentioned, just go out there and ball. Don't think about that. The money's going to come to you sooner sooner or later. And it's not. it shouldn't be something that presses the way you perform. Sure. Um, interesting. Uh, I might write about this, this 2018 class situation. So You should. Um, I mean, you do a tremendous job. I mean, that's where I get all – you're my go-to guy for information, nah. brother. Um, well, so you're very modest, but hey, you do a great job. We were off last week with some scheduling stuff. Obviously, the holiday, uh, but we were back this week. We'll be back next week. It's good to be back, Tony. Enjoy the World Series and all the action. Go Sooners and all that and everything. Um, <laughs> any anything else? Any At least that's some, that's some enthusiasm when you say that. Go yeah, Sooners. I mean, my my wife's a Sooner, so I mean, like I've I've got like think about where I'm at I, as a. You got to have a. Everyone's got to have a winner in the house, right? So I was Might actually well be your wife. Might as well be me because the Buckeyes, the Longhorns. The Razorbacks. Well, yeah, the Razorbacks. Your, your family going, is really complicated. You've you've got a lot of. Is. You can't you like. You think I'm complicated? <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, it's not. It's, it's dysfunctional when it comes to who you're going to cheer for in our family. So I had a conversation, <laughs> which which is topical with this. Um, last football season, like on some, I forget what Saturday it was. I was texting a buddy, mm-hmm. and they was, you know, what game you watch? I said, I'm watching Oklahoma and kind of pulling for them. They said, why are you pulling for Oklahoma? I said, here's the, <laughs> here's the thing, dude. A, my wife's a Sooner. So, like, everyone knows the rule, happy wife, happy life. Smart man. <laughs> right. But then I said, here's the other thing. I do a show every week with one of the greatest Sooners of all time. If anyone ever had a reason to root for the Sooners from afar, I think it's me. So, um, you know, the Sooners are kind of my my soft little two-team. Hey, you know, everyone has a two-team. Yours is Ohio State, it seems. Hey, I'm all about the Aggies, too. Whenever they, whenever they play, I'm always cheering for them unless they're playing – OU. Well, good for uh, good for AM, good for OU. Uh, shout out to the 2012 Cotton Bowl when Johnny Manziel lit up Bob Stoops' Oklahoma Sooners. No big deal. Uh, but Wait, uh, so you're going to drop the mic on that? Hey, I mean, it's just something that happened. I mean, you know, did that not happen? Any, remember, I, I know you're uh, younger, but you remember uh, somebody by the name of Dennis Francione? Remember uh, that? Co- uh, Does that ring I mean, a bell? We don't have to talk about that, uh, Tony. All right, so I'll Google the record, his record, especially when they played Oklahoma. I think the score, I think it's, I, I'm not going to say that. I think the band members are playing in the second half. That's all I'm going to say. My, uh, my freshman year at AM, 
uh, was 2008, <laughs> and that was the Sam Bradford Heisman season, uh, which did not go. You well. loved it. You loved um, it. Yeah, but um, <laughs> but on the I will drop the mic on this. Uh, okay. Recently on the SB Nation NFL show, I interviewed Danny Werfel, the Heisman Trophy winner from Florida. And, you know, we talked about, you know, lots of stuff. He's a great right. guy. He's doing all sorts right. of cool things. But mm-hmm. I said, hey, how about A&M beating Florida? Like, how, how often do you get a chance to, like, rub it in a Heisman winner's face that your school beat uh, their school? Was, I couldn't pass the opportunity. Wow, that's a, that's a dagger, my man. But I'm proud of you. Hey, I like that. I'm not scared of Danny Werfel. You know what I mean? He's a nice uh, guy, is? but you know, yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, <laughs> sweet. Well, um, cool. So uh, let's wrap things up Then everybody have a good week. We'll see you next one. Hope you all enjoyed. Uh, as mentioned, we'll see you next Tuesday. This was the seven five Oh.